It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Happy Monday to those of you of which uh, Monday means anything. Yeah, and to some of you, it may be news to you that it's Monday. Because like yesterday, my wife was like, oh, hey, it's Sunday. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that. Anyway, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about an old game. Back in 1963, I'm going to have to give a shout-out to listener Risto down in Jacksonville. We're going to talk about a game in 1963 and introduce a new idea for all the listeners out there. also want to talk about a player from that game. But before we jump to 1963, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. You won't miss an episode each and every day, Monday through Friday we got a couple of really good ones coming up here this week that you're not going to want to miss. Make sure you're subscribed. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr, with three Fs, and at Locked On Reds to follow the show. All right. Let's uh, do a bit of news first, and then we'll jump to 1963. Two little bit of real world news that's going to have an effect on the sporting world as a whole let alone baseball president trump announced that he would extend the coronavirus uh, guidelines that he had set forth about social distancing and different things like that people avoid congregating in restaurants and bars and things like that he's extending it to april 30th which means that at the earliest, any sort of sporting event can get started will be May 1st. And I would very much doubt that that happens, but we'll see exactly how the timetable unfolds. Like we've seen from some people saying before, like Mark Shapiro from Toronto and people like that have said that it could be four weeks of spring training once everything gets back going before we see regular season baseball. And probably at that point, if we're talking about the quickest possible timeline, we're going to see baseball with empty stadiums. Could be a interesting, I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting season, but yeah. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? All right, whatever. Enough of that talk. Let's jump into some fun stuff. So shout out, like I mentioned, shout out to Risto down in Jacksonville. Gave me this great idea coming from him, that's a great idea, is that to have listeners send it in, whether it be the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159, or hit me up on Twitter, your your first experience that really 
grabbed you and reeled you in as a Reds fan. And he gave the example of looking at his first ever game that he attended back in 1963. It was August 11th, the Reds and the Dodgers, and the Reds won 9-4. to Pretty interesting game. Lots of uh, interesting pieces here that I, I kind of want to unpack. But uh, he said that that was the game that really kind of grabbed a hold of him. Sandy Koufax was pitching for the Dodgers. He had Frank Robinson and Veda Pinson and the rookie year of Pete Rose going on for the Reds. And the Reds come out on top. Very interesting. I want to jump into a couple of different things. First of all, and, and this one grabbed me right away, the guy who finished the game for the Dodgers, his name was Larry Sherry. Just let that sink in for a minute. A reliever named Larry Sherry. That, that, that was just perfect to me. I, I love that. But there were two home runs hit by the Reds, both of them no less off of the legendary Sandy Koufax, which, by the way, the funny thing about this was the Reds put five runs on the board against Sandy Koufax, actually chased him after five and a third, which nowadays that's almost like a normal start for people. Coming into this game, he had pitched nine or more innings in three straight starts. That's right, there was one inning where he actually pitched nine and a third. 1963 was a crazy year for Sandy Koufax. He finished the year with a 1.88 ERA. He pitched 311 innings. He had two starts of 12 innings. That's right, he pitched 12 innings by himself. I don't even know that... I, I, I think that... The national media, definitely, but I think most people would lambaste a manager nowadays for letting his starter pitch 12 innings. And the hilarious thing about this was there were many a day that Sandy Koufax during the regular season was actually pitching on four days rest rather than five. Or, you know, he was pitching on the fourth day instead of pitching on the fifth day. Just unbelievable stuff. Sandy Koufax, a legend, obviously. When you think of a pitcher, Sandy Koufax is one of the first names that you think of if you're up on your baseball history. Nonetheless, the Reds were all over him on this day. One of just three, I think it was three outings that he gave up five runs or more. He had one outing where he gave up six runs in the first month of the season. But yeah, just one of three outings the entire year that he gave up five runs or more the Reds put five on him two home runs as I mentioned one of them coming off of obviously Frank Robinson's bat now that was his only hit in the game there were a couple there was a lot of guys actually not a couple a lot of guys for the Reds had multi-hit games as they put together 16 hits on these nine runs Veda Pinson had three hits for example Pete Rose batting leadoff had two hits and the other guy who hit a home run. And actually, we're going to talk about him in just a minute because I want to dive into him a little bit further. But before we do, do you hate stepping on the scale? Look, I know if you want to get healthy and if you want to lose weight, willpower is key. But so is having the right equipment. There's this company called Withings. They created the first ever smart scale and they are still the best when it comes to buying a smart scale. Now they've got a thing called the Body Plus. 
body composition scale. You step on it immediately. Weight, weight trend, body, full body composition, and a weather report gets sent to your phone via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. You don't actually have to have your phone on you whenever you step on the scale. So, you know, if you just happen into the bathroom in the morning and you want to weigh yourself, oh, but you don't have your phone, whatever. You step on it. You don't even have to look at it. All that information is sent to your phone via Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. And today, you can go to withings.com slash MLB to get the Body Plus Body Composition Scale for 25% off. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB for 25% off the Body Plus Body Composition Scale by Withings. Talking about this game back in 1963, August 11th, the Reds win 9-4 over Sandy Koufax and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, I want to hone in on a specific player because I mentioned there's two guys who hit home runs off of the ineffable Sandy Koufax, one being Frank Robinson, the other being a man playing first base. He was a little bit out of position on this day, though, because I'm talking about Don Pavlitich. There's probably a lot of you out there that know this. I did not know this. I had to do some reading to figure this one out. He, of course, is the guy who handed the torch to one Johnny Bench here in just a few years. But looking at the year of 1963, he had two hits in this game. One of them, a homer off of Sandy Koufax. The other was an RBI single off of the eventual relief pitcher for the Dodgers, Larry Sherry. Still love that name. But Pavlitich, one of his best games of the year, he hit 208 the entire year. He only hit five home runs in 1963, but one of those five coming off of Koufax. And it's just fun to look at Don Pavlitich's career because he was drafted back in 1957 after his senior year of high school. Throughout his four years of high school up in Milwaukee, just outside of Milwaukee, he hit 406 throughout high school. And in fact, a quote from one of the scouts who, uh, Actually, it was the Reds' chief scout back then, Bill McKechnie. Now, this is after Bill McKechnie was the manager of the Reds sometime before this. But Bill McKechnie said about Don Pavlitich, he comes to us with the highest recommendations ever given a prospect by our area scouts. So, yeah, they thought he was going to be pretty good. Now, to Don Pavlitich's defense, he was a pretty solid major league player. No one's ever going to confuse him with Johnny Bench. No one's ever going to confuse him with, you know, one of the best players in Reds history, but he still carved out a halfway decent career for himself in Cincinnati. The funny part was whenever, you know, because I was reading his bio and you could check it out at saber.org, S-A-B-R.org. But when you look at Don Pavlitich's career, he had a quote and he's talking about, he's like, you know, in Cincinnati, I got replaced by Johnny Bench and I got traded to the Chicago White Sox. Then the White Sox trade me to the Red Sox. And after getting cozy in Boston, here comes Carlton Fisk. So yeah, he could tell that his time was up, but his career in Cincinnati's oh, he played nine years for the Reds 
amassed a 263 batting average with a 330 on base and a 436 slugging. You know, solid numbers. You're, you're never going to go crazy about that sort of thing, but if you were to average out for his entire career, 162 games. He never played that many. The most that he ever played in a season was in 1966. He got 83 games in. But if you were to average his numbers out to a 162-game schedule, he would hit about 14 home runs and have 58 RBIs. You know, nice little numbers from a catcher. Middle of the pack, maybe a little bit below middle of the pack, but still solid nonetheless, but Pavlitich on this day, August 11th, our man Risto was in attendance at Crosley Field to see the Reds kick the butts of the Dodgers and Sandy Koufax, kick them all the way back to Los Angeles. Don Pavlitich was a big reason for that with his home run. And just looking at, you know, think about the guy who hands the torch to the best catcher, not just for the franchise. I, I, I defy anybody to tell me that there was a better catcher in Major League Baseball history than Johnny Bench. I mean, I'm sure there's some Yankee fans out there that are probably thinking like Yogi Berra, but I, whatever, Yogi Berra. It's Johnny Bench. He's the best catcher in the history of baseball. To hand the torch off to a guy like that, I mean, your career probably is going to pale in comparison to his. When you look at his numbers, Don Pavlitich kind of does, but hey, he was a major league player for the Cincinnati Reds back at a time when he got to play with Frank Robinson, Veda Penson, uh, young Pete Rose, guys like Leo Cardenas. Jim O'Toole was actually the pitcher uh, in that game, August 11th of 1963. He was the winning pitcher. And I like this because Risto threw this in there, said that after the game, he said, after the game, Jim O'Toole signed my scorecard. So, yeah, shout out to Risto. Really appreciate that story. Really appreciate the idea, too. Like I mentioned, starting this idea off, send me your memories, your, your memory that got you hooked as a Reds fan, whether it be a game memory, some something at Reds Fest. You know, I, I don't know what it is. 513-549-0159, text message, call. Uh, you can leave a message. We'll get you on the show. Te- uh, tweet at Jeff Carr with three Fs or at Locked On Reds. Your memories, your first games ever. I mean, I can definitely tell you that. And it's funny because, you know, Risto mentioned this was when he was 12 years old. He went to this game. And my friend Sully Baseball, who does the Locked On MLB podcast, which, by the way, check that out after you're done listening to my show here today. He does a great job. But Sully Baseball always says that when it comes to fandom, really, you can't really pay attention to anything before like you're seven years old. He's like, once you're seven years old, you're starting to get a foothold on sports and starting to understand what you're rooting for and what you're watching. So that kind of fits in there because, I mean, you know, I'd love to say that I got hooked as a Reds fan my first game whenever we went to see the Montreal Expos square off against the Reds at Riverfront Stadium. I think I was like five. But honestly, it was the 1999 team that sucked me in. I mean, that team and just I've always been a Reds fan ever since. Obviously, I'm doing a daily podcast about them at a time when we don't have any Reds baseball. So you already figured that part out. But anyway, I digress. Send me your memories, Locked On Reds line, at Twitter, all that good stuff. That's going to do it here 
for us today, talking about 1963 and a win by the Reds against Sandy Koufax and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tomorrow, I've got a special treat. We're going to be talking with Lucas Sims. Going to be asking him what he's up to right now with all of this nothing going on. How he's keeping in shape, keeping ready for a season that may still be yet a ways away to come. We're also going to talk about what it's like knowing that he's going to be pitching out of the bullpen, at least to start the season. i got a lot of stuff I'm going to ask him. He'll be on tomorrow's episode. You're not going to want to miss it. Best way to not miss any episode is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to and follow me on Twitter. You already heard the handle and the telephone number, all that good stuff. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm simply going to say thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you join me tomorrow on the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name's Jeff Carr. I'll talk to you guys then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 